Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Campus News here on CFRC 101.9 FM, Queens' community radio station. My name is Samara, and I'm the Campus News Coordinator here at this station. On this weekly show, we are going to talk about all the most important issues and events on campus from a student's perspective. I would like to start off the show by acknowledging the territory that we are on. This show is filmed at CFRC on Queen's campus in Kingston, Ontario. Uh, We are seated on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe people. We came to occupy this land through a process called colonialization, the effects of which many um, First Nations communities still live with today. Now, I hope everyone um, did well on their midterms and are wrapping up the semester on a strong note. It is now mid-November, meaning we have just a few more weeks of classes left. Maybe just one. I think I think we might be on week 12 right now, so that's really exciting. The only downside is that we have one more week until exams, so I hope everybody is um, getting ready to grind out for those, and I wish everybody the best of luck. We are now going into our third week of November, which means we are also in the third week of CFRC's um, GoFundMe campaign. We are raising money to support our campus radio station. With uh, budget cuts following the Student Choice Initiative, we are doing our best to maintain our operations full speed, and we need support from the community. So if you're interested in helping out and donating, you can visit cfrc.ca to um, find info on how to get to the GoFundMe page. Now let's dive into some campus news. The Arts and Science Faculty Board has rejected the 2021-22 academic calendar. The proposed calendar didn't pass due to concerns over the structure of the current fall midterm break, which gives students two days off around the end of November. This year's fall term break was on October 24th and 25th. Matthew Mellon, the ASIS Academics Commissioner, sent an email statement to the journal stating that members of the Queen's community recently have expressed unhappiness with the structure of the fall midterm break to ASSIS, including several department student council presidents. He also mentioned concerns arising from a survey published by ASSIS during the last winter semester. According to the feedback collected by ASSIS regarding the timing and length of the break, Students feel that the proximity of the break to Thanksgiving makes it difficult for many students to travel home for a second time within such a short time frame. I know that for myself, I, didn't come, I don't go home very often, so after going home for Thanksgiving, going home a week or two later for the midterm break seemed pointless. This would be especially challenging for students that live far further away from Queens, like students outside of the province, uh, especially students in BC, and definitely for international students. The current two-day break um, was supposed to be a three-year trial, and 2021 is the third year of this trial period, meaning that in the next couple of years, the entire fall term break structure should be called under review by the 2021-22 school year latest. Many students feel like two days is also not enough and think that adding the break onto the Thanksgiving weekend would be more efficient. 
it would mean that students wouldn't need to travel home twice in a short time span, and it would give chance uh, the chance for students to have a longer break, because really two days isn't much time to do anything. Well, the three-year trial period of this two-day break should be coming to an end, in the calendar submitted for approval to the Arts and Science Faculty Board on November 8th, the fall midterm break would be going into its fourth unplanned year. So, Student Senate Caucus Chair David Ninham Dent and AMS President Austin Pierce plan to bring up the topic of this break back to Senate on November 26th. The Arts and Science Faculty recently approved an Indigenous Studies degree. After years of planning and hard work, Queens is introducing a new Indigenous Studies degree program. According to Jill Atkinson, the Associate Dean of Arts and Science Faculty, the Bachelor of Arts Honors major and medial in Indigenous Studies was approved by the Arts and Science Faculty recently. Now it's on to receive Senate approval this month, and after that, if it does receive approval, it will be on its way to the Minister of Training, Colleges, and Universities for final approval. Their plan is to start enrolling students in these plans as early as fall of next year, so fall of 2022. In a statement to the journal, Jill Atkinson said the objectives of the new degree are to provide students with a core knowledge of the histories and cultures of Indigenous people, an understanding of Indigenous knowledge systems and learning practices, and an introduction to local Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe communities. Janice Hill, Associate Vice Principal of Indigenous Initiatives and Reconciliation, also wrote in a statement to the journal, saying she's thrilled that Queens will offer a medial and major in Indigenous Studies in 2020. The initial idea of the development of an Indigenous Studies degree came out of discussions held by Extending the Rafters, the Queen's task force created in response to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in 2017. Included in the task force's recommendations, suggestions of the university to create uh, the development of programs and curriculum that encourage the study of Indigenous history, culture, and knowledge at Queen's, something that Queen's didn't have before. Some of the learning outcomes are students speaking, reading, writing, and comprehending between two to three Indigenous languages, explaining the history of colonization of Indigenous peoples, and the respectful discussion of Indigenous histories and cultures. Hill hopes that bringing this new program to Queen's will contribute to an understanding of the resilience, but also the historic trauma that has led to many of the social and health disparities experienced by Indigenous people and communities. The plans for unindigenous-focused curriculum started with the creation of a minor plan in Indigenous Studies in 2014. Four years later, Queens added on to the Indigenous curriculum with the establishment of an Indigenous Languages and Culture Certificate and the Certificate in Mohawk Language and Culture under the Languages, Literature, and Culture Department. Queen's will be joining other universities across Ontario, like Western, University of Ottawa, U of T, and McMaster, who have already implemented Indigenous Studies degree programs over the recent years. 
Queens, our homes, and our workplaces are all situated on Indigenous land. We are also in the formal capital of Canada, Kingston, and the home riding of John A. Macdonald, the first Prime Minister and founder of Canada who played a large role in Indigenous genocide. This degree is a great step in helping us better understand the colonial history and colonial privilege that shape our lives every day, and better understand the lives of First Nations peoples in Canada that I think many of us are very sheltered from. Associate Dean Hill has also said that she hopes the expansion of our Indigenous curriculum will help um, decrease the amount of racism, and specifically anti-Indigenous racism, we see on campus, like the Chow note we saw earlier this year. In other recent news, according to um, data released last week, Queens has dropped two places in the 2018 national rankings for research, now scoring 13th out of 50 Canadian universities. This move down the list was addressed at Principal, Principal Patrick Dean's open community meetings on November 11th. This is the second one of his open community meetings in a series of which he will hope will inform the Queen's university community about strategic frameworks and long-term development plans from the Queen's administration. While the conversation focused on issues like high international tuition fees and campus racism at the first meeting, this recent meeting focused on internalization and research. Part of the reason um, of Queen's' drop from 11th to 13th place in national rankings was a 15% funding decrease in research income. Uh, according to Dean, this drop was a result of fluctuations in clinical trial funding. Out of 50 research-intensive schools in Canada, the financial loss seen um, by Queen's researchers was the second highest decrease after the University of New Brunswick. The loss was approximately $30 million lost in research revenue, which is a uh, big hit for clinical trials at our school. In Principal Dean's opinion, he believes that the uh, best way to sort of revitalize Queens's research is through internationalization. He also thinks it makes sense to focus research production through technological lenses. Part of this strategy would be um, better using the Bader International Study Center as an asset in the university's internalization, internationalization plan. Their goal is to have the Bader National Study Center offer exciting, globally informed experiences for students, as well as potentially bringing research partnerships together. Uh, he admits that the Bader Center is not nearly um, being made the most of in terms of its capacity, and at the moment, he says enrollment is alarmingly down. The School of Policy Studies brought Bob Ray to campus. The past premier and federal leader came to do a talk that shared his experiences in minority government and other major experience in Ontario politics. 
this talk was at a fitting time, considering that in Ontario, being a student is being in a very political uh, position due to the controversy of the current Ford government and the provincial government's power and jurisdiction over education, which is something that we're all affected by. This talk that Bob Ray had was hosted by the Queen's School of Policy Studies and happened on November 14th. The 21st Premier of Ontario spoke to a very interested crowd about everything from minority governments and coalitions to party dynamics to Western alienation. And now we're taking a bit of a break. Here is Ain't No Rest for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant. Went out the corner of my eye, saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, I never seen a man who looks so all alone. Or could you use a little company? If you pay the right price, your evening will be nice and you can go and send me on my way. I said, You're such a sweet old thing, and why you do this to yourself? She looked at me, and this is what she said. Oh, there ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't go on trees. I got Even though it is the last stretch of the semester, Queen's clubs and the Queen's community have not slowed down. We have a bunch of really cool events going on, so now let's get into the Queen's events. Here is a roundup of the most exciting and important Queen's events this week that you don't want to miss. 
On November 21st, this Thursday, the Queen's Project on International Development, in collaboration with the AMS Food Bank and Soul Food, will be hosting a community dinner and discussion on food insecurity. It will be going from 4 to 6 p.m. in the Student Experience Office. They request that you bring non-perishables uh, non to donate to the food bank. This Wednesday, November 20th, the Queen's Pharmaceutical Sciences Club will be hosting an event called Greening Up the Pharmaceutical Industry. This is this club's very first public event, and they ask you to join them at 6 p.m. in BioSci to learn about the pharmaceutical industry's large carbon footprint and um, new innovations on helping them reduce this footprint. Snacks and refreshments will be provided. Tomorrow, November 19th, in the Queen's Centre, the Student Life Centre will be hosting their fall market. They will be inviting a number of local Kingston businesses to sell their goods. These vendors include Kingston Natural Foods, Agent 99, Open Studios Kingston, Costco, and many other cool businesses. If you're interested to do some early holiday shopping, go to the Queen Centre uh, tomorrow. It will be from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Queen's University Arts and Science faculty and the Dunin Deshfani Queen's Innovation Center are teaming up tomorrow, November 19th, to host Degree Plus. If you're interested in learning about the numerous opportunities to add credentials, skills, and experiences to your degree and resume, come out tomorrow from 4 to 7 in the Rose Innovation Hub of Mitchell Hall. You can come and learn about things like the Queen's Innovation Center Summer Initiative, Accelerated Paths to Grad School, Smith School of Business Certificates, Law Certificates, different arts and science certificates, and information about studying at the Bader International Study Center. Tonight, the Ontario Public Interest Research Group Kingston will be hosting their annual general meeting. It will be a chance for them to reflect on their successes and challenges, get updates from working groups, and have a chance to meet um, over some food and snacks. There will also be a keynote and discussion on death ethics, working towards climate justice by Julia Gibson. If you are interested, come out to the Grad Club tomorrow from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Queen's Female Leadership in Politics Conference will be hosting a Fryway 33 fundraiser. It will be on Wednesday, November 20th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. right behind Douglas Library. If you're interested in helping support this uh, club that advocates for female engagement in politics and greater female leadership in politics and also want to get some great fries, show your support and come out Wednesday. The Queen's International Affairs Association will be having an all-member general meeting. It will be Wednesday, November 20th from 7 to 8.30. It's a chance for all members of KIA, anybody from the Observer to members of the MUN team, can get together and discuss uh, different KIA initiatives, voting on constitutional amendments, introducing their new human resources policy, and bonding over some pizza. They only have two annual um, all-members meetings, so make sure not to miss it. 
There will be an open sexual violence bystander intervention training today at 5.30. Bystander intervention training equips students with the skills to intervene and prevent sexual violence. Um, using intersectional community-based approaches, this training gives students, faculty, and staff the tools needed to recognize and respond to sexual violence in our community. It will be facilitated by the Division of Student Affairs, and the programming will be administered by a trained and experienced team of undergraduate and graduate student leaders trying to make a difference in their community. Learning outcomes include being able to articulate the definitions of sexual assault and consent, identify myths and facts about sexual assault, understand the bystander effect and the barriers that we face to active intervention, and safely intervening when witnessing unsafe or inappropriate behavior. It truly is a training that everybody should do at one point or another during their time at university because it just makes sure that you can be a part in making Queens a safer campus and safer from sexual violence and assault. To register, you can get your um, free tickets from their Facebook event page. It will be today from 5.30 to 7.30. The Arts and Science Undergraduate Society will be having their fourth supper series. This is the chance to uh, order from Tommy's and get your food delivered with no delivery cost. But a portion of the proceeds from the food and all tips from deliveries will go to a local organization. This supper series, you will be supporting the Crohn's and Colitis Committee and Community Living. You can um, get food anytime tomorrow on November 19th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And if you are interested in uh, getting some food delivered and supporting this great cause, you can look at the Facebook event page for the number to call to place your delivery. This Thursday, November 21st, the Queen's Department of Political Studies and the Queen's Faculty of Arts and Science will be hosting the John Meisel Lecture in Contemporary Political Controversies. This lecture's guest is our speaker is Dr. Alana Catapan. She is an assistant professor of political science at the University of Waterloo. She's a longtime feminist researcher and activist who studies gendered inclusion in policymaking, identifying links between the state reproductive politics and the commercialization of the body. Admission to this event is free, however, you need to register online, and uh, registration is first come, first serve. You can find the event title under Excluded and Enraged on Gender, Anger, and Violence, and you can look for the event on Facebook. That is all for the events for this week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Campus News here on CFRC 101.9, your campus community radio station. If you or anyone you know would like to contribute news, has an idea for a story, or would like to come on the air because they have something they want to talk about, feel free to reach out to me at campusnews at cfrc.ca. Also remember that we are almost finishing CFRC's November funding drive. If you want to show us some love, head to cfrc.ca and contribute to our GoFundMe campaign. 
I will be back next Monday at 4 p.m. with some more campus news and events. Until then, I hope you all hang in, hang in there for the final stretch of the semester. Good luck with the rest of your midterms and with your upcoming exams. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences.